rocking on to podcast 004. 004. 004, which will make this the longest running CrossFit Jack Speech podcast to date. <laughs> so we're going to go out after this and celebrate, I believe. As long as we don't have any technical difficulties, because we have had those the first three. We have had technical difficulties. What do we have the last one? I thought the last one was pretty smooth. Um, it, it might have been. I think there was a maybe a volume issue or something. Might have been a volume issue or a battery ran out or a... But we're not doing video, so obviously it's a little bit easier. It's a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're skimping out on the video this we week. We truly are. That way we didn't have to put on pants. Yes. It's, it's a little more COVID friendly. We're sitting in way more comfy chairs. I don't know if guys can tell by our voices, but... We're, we're so much more relaxed. Way better. This is, this is the relaxed hour. I'm going to sit back and pop open a nice, refreshing... A fresca? Fresca, if you will. Just make sure you're not driving while you're listening to this podcast, because you may fall asleep. It's going to be super soothing. Yes. Super soothing. So guys, today on episode 004 of Inside the Coach's Brain... Uh, Kent and Justin here coming at you. We're going to, today we're going to delve into the world of Coach Kent. This is going to be kind of like a welcome to inside the upbringing of, I don't even know, we're going back that far? Welcome to Kent's world. Welcome to Kent's world. So we're going to introduce you to Coach Kent a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about why he is what he is, where he came from, how he got here. And kind of everything in between. Yeah. How does that sound? Pretty much everything, because I tell people nothing. <laughs> I am pretty much what they would call a closed book. <laughs> Very closed off. Very closed off. But um, here we are. But here we are, so we're going to try and crack into that <clears throat> that outer shell and uh, see what we can come up with. Uh, Should be a hoot. I brought a big hammer, so <laughs> hopefully hopefully we'll get in there. Otherwise, yeah, this is, this is going to be terrible. But uh, yep. disclaimer... Uh, yeah, you're in, you might be in for a treat here. You might uh, you might want to you might want to turn it off now. <laughs> if you turn it off we'll now, we'll tell you how it goes. If you turn it off now, let us know in the comments, and we'll know to keep the podcast at uh, about ninety seconds, and we'll call it a day yeah. there. The intro is the best part. We'll just talk about the open again. <laughs> Do you guys would <laughs> like to over. hear the top fifteen ways to be better CrossFitter? We found two new ways. Don't worry. I think on episode zero zero five, we're this might be a teaser. First ever okay. teaser. Episode 005, we might be talking about the top five ways to uh, the biggest hygiene issues in the gym. Top five worst hygiene issues in the gym. Are we only going five? I feel like we can go (laughs) at least 10. We could probably go pretty deep on that, but I think if we stick to five, we we probably will insult less people. Just tackle the hard-hitting ones. Yeah. I feel like as is, that one's going to... Feelings are going to get hurt. That one might hit close to home for some folks. That's true. That's okay. Yeah, that's all right. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. Sorry, people. No, we won't call anybody out in particular, <laughs> but if it feels like... I'm, fair warning when we get there. If it feels like you, yeah. it might be if, you. If you feel attacked. <laughs> there, there's a reason. There's a, Yes. Yeah. All right. So, but that is episode 005, something to look forward to. In episode 004, we're getting into Kent. So, Kent, why don't you take us back to the beginning? Where did it all, where did it all start for you? How did you come to exist? Grew up in Georgia, South Georgia, to be exact. Uh, whoa, whoa, we're not talking about you yet. We're going to talk about Hager. This is like the scene from, remember the old Look Who's Talking movie? When it was like, hey, here's how it all began. Remember the, the John Travolta was like the baby? Okay, yeah. And we're the, going back that far? Yeah, we're going back that far. It's like <laughs> the, the beginning. Well, again, this took part in Cordial, Georgia, uh, South Georgia. 
That's South, where my South Georgia, huh? South Georgia. Okay. That's where my parents met, dated. So, so naturally you're a giant UGA fan? Negative, Ghost Rider. So my dad's family is from Eufaula, Alabama. Okay. Originally. So he went to Alabama growing up. He would take me to Alabama games. So that is how I became an Alabama fan. My mother's father was in the military. So they moved all around. Uh, she actually lived in Germany for a few years. And I believe that is where um, my aunt Joanne was actually born. Um, there, She was one of four. Pretty good sized family. But they moved around a bunch. And then they finally settled in uh, Cordell, Georgia. Apparently... Cordell was a growing town back in the like seventies or whatever. Whenever this happened, <laughs> up, up um, and coming town. Apparently, it did not quite finish the up and no, coming. No, <laughs> it did not. So my grandfather opened a barbecue restaurant. Um, my mom's father, my other grandfather, he opened a Dairy Queen. What was the name of the barbecue restaurant? Ken's Barbecue. Ken's Barbecue. Ken's Barbecue. Okay, I know. Pretty pretty fancy. Were you named after your grandfather? No, so actually, uh, my grandfather is Ken, my father is Kent, and then okay. I am Junior. Gotcha. I am Kent Junior. Um, my mother's father's name is Romeo, and he opened a Dairy Queen, and he was also on the city commission. So, you know, big players in the town of Cordial, really big players. Is the Dairy Queen still there? <clears throat> it is, but it is now actually a Mexican restaurant. It changed hands a few times. What what was better, the Dairy Queen or the Mexican restaurant? I mean, it depends on what your flavor is, you know. Do you, have you have you been to the Mexican restaurant? No, I have not. Oh no, not the one. I mean, I honestly haven't been back home in so long. But you know, I mean, it changed hands a lot. I have been to it as a Mexican restaurant. I think it's been like two or three different Mexican restaurants. Okay, had a few different owners. You know, this is a long, we're talking a long time ago here. I'm what thirty eight, so. This is many, many moons. Throwing out his old age over over the air there. Way back in the day. But they met in Cordial. Um, grew up, went to school together, dated. My dad went to the military. He was in the Marines for a while. Mom started working at a bank. And that's pretty much, you know, what I remember at my earliest years. Okay. She was working at a bank, and then my dad hopped around a few jobs. So he actually started as a fireman for a little bit. Then he worked as a mechanic for a little while. Kind of bounced around and then went back to the fire department where he just retired about two years ago, I think, from the fire department. And my mom actually still works with Mank. She may retire maybe next year. Okay. I want to say. But they've lived there, you know, since I was born. Now that I have a kid, I'm trying to get them to maybe come down a little south. Trying to get them to move. You know, free childcare. Be okay. ideal. Question, and this might, be, this might be a deal breaker for them. And I know this happens with a people of, we'll call it that generation, mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit older, especially in small town USA. Have they already picked out and paid for their burial plots in Cordial, Georgia? <laughs> they have not. <laughs> are you sure? No. But my two grandmothers who are still alive, yes. Okay. And I'm pretty sure they probably will not move until both of my grandmothers pass away. Okay. You know. I had a grandmother that was originally at some point lived in Alma, Georgia, and had a burial plot in Alma, Georgia. So when she died in Jacksonville, Florida, and we have the funeral service in Jacksonville, Florida, we then had to caravan mm-hmm. to Alma, Georgia. That sounds nice. For the burial, which was a <laughs> rip-roaring good time. Uh, then we went to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> 
because that's the only Excellent. thing. The only thing there. And then I believe I had a conversation with both my parents and said, if you make me drive to Alma, Georgia to bury you, I will cremate you and right. <laughs> that'll be it. I'll send you via USPS. I'll have Amazon I'll have Amazon <laughs> drop you off. <laughs> So yeah, I'm pretty sure both of my grandmothers, um, they already have plots, you know, obviously next to both of my grandfathers who've already passed away. I don't think my parents are too concerned about that right now. You know, they feel like very, they got some good years left. I feel like picking out your burial plot and like prepaying for it is a very like morbid. I mean, I guess in a sense, yeah, but I mean, it's going to happen. Like At the end of the day, you know, it's like, we're all going to go. You don't, do you care though? Me, myself, no, I truly do not care. I mean, cremate me, spread me out somewhere, put me in a plant. I, I truly don't care. Yeah, Is what it is, right? whatever you want. Do yeah. not put me in some $15,000 coffin. I, <laughs> I think that's such a waste of money. Well, you gotta be, it's got to be a nice coffin. No offense to those who do that. That's, that's, that's your prerogative. You don't want the wood to rot. But I just that's just not me, you know? Okay. So, Kent wants to be cremated. We got that under yes. control. Okay, so... Cordial, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Parents met. Met, got married, had my sister, had me. My sister is older than me. You could call us our twins. She's only like 15 months older than me. So we're pretty close in age, although you could say that we're not truly close. I mean, even though I did grow up with a sister, kind of felt like an only child a little bit. I actually spent more time growing up uh, playing like with my cousins than really with her. Just, you know, separate interest. Uh, we didn't really get along that well, and to be fair, don't to, really to be get along that great right now. Just, it's amazing like how different we are, considering that we're related. Honestly, okay. so I don't know. Where Where is your sister these days? So she actually lives pretty close to my parents. She lives in Viana, so Dooley County in Georgia. So it's actually like 20, 30 minutes from where my parents live. It's like the next county over. It's like a little bit north of where they live. So it's pretty close. Okay. Would you say she's the favorite child? No. I am by far <laughs> the favorite. We'll have your parents on next week on the yeah. podcast to talk about <laughs> hygiene and which child is their favorite. Yeah. Very cool. Resounding yes. Okay. So fast forward a little bit. Uh, we made it through childhood to a degree. Um, talk to me about how and where your life started to take a turn into fitness as a profession. And, okay. you know, kind of what led you there and what that looked like. So all the way through high school, obviously I played baseball, um, like played varsity ball, played traveling ball. I knew that there wasn't another next step with that, though. I, I you know, wasn't blind to the fact that, oh, yes, I'm going to go play college ball somewhere. I just knew that wasn't going to happen. So I was looking for something within the realm of that, Um but on the side, though, this wasn't like my main interest, like driving interest coming out of high school. I actually wanted to be an architect. I did a lot of work with like an engineer in high school. Um, that was like my part-time job growing up when I wasn't working at the barbecue place. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do architecture, like AutoCAD, like, you know, drawing plans, stuff like that. Georgia Southern didn't really have the program for that. So they had a construction management program because at the time in Georgia, when I was coming out of school, only Georgia Tech... And Savannah College of Art and Design were the only two schools that had architectural programs. Georgia Tech didn't have the grades to get in by any means. And then SCAD was like $25,000 a year at the time, which is, was just unfathomable. Like, that's not going to happen either. So Georgia Southern was kind of like, all right, 
We can do this. Sounds close enough. Let's give it a shot. So go to Georgia Southern. Me and my cousin both go. We went together. Um, I think I did two semesters of construction management, and I just I couldn't do it. It was just boring me to tears. I'd fall asleep in class. It just wasn't what I fully expected it to be. Now, is this the first two semesters of like graduate level work, or was this like just basic stuff? I mean, it was it was construction. it was pretty much the basic stuff. I can't remember the actual like names of the classes. I I think I took two two specific major classes each semester. Um, gosh, what was it? one was like building codes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing like getting you excited to join a join a field. Like we're going to start off with codes. Yeah, I mean, it was all like basic. Like this construction site work. Um, this is a shovel. Can you identify a shovel? I think one class was uh, like architectural history, which that one actually wasn't terrible. I actually <laughs> kind of enjoyed that one. But it was definitely like kind of seeing the path. I was like, all right, this isn't truly for me. Um, all the while that I'm doing this, obviously, like I'm playing intramural sports. I'm going to the, like the, the student athletic center, working out, this and that. And they had like, this room where you could go in and do like fitness assessments. So you could like get all your measurements, get your height, weight, body fat measurements. You could do your strength, muscular endurance, all that stuff. And so I would go in like every four to six weeks to do that because I was really getting into working out, getting into my fitness. And I thought it was just really cool that they were able to kind of just measure all that stuff. Yeah. All right, I can see how much progress I've made within a four to six week period. Like I was writing everything down, I was keeping logs, I was like keeping a nutrition log. Like I was, I was in it. Right. You know, I was and like, and about that time, it was probably what two thousand two, two thousand one, two thousand one. That yeah. stuff was pretty new. Yeah, no, it was very new. It was like obviously I had never seen anything like this in high school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like fitness in general went from like somebody standing there with a stopwatch timing you, right, to all of a sudden in the early two thousands, technology, computers, everything, kind of made everything take a leap and it's like, Hey, we can actually track some data points that we, that never existed before. Yeah. So for a gym junkie, cool stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, it was honestly like just blowing my mind because it would just print out like all this data, like it was so specific to you and just all the information that would, that would give it. So they could basically tell you, you know, all right, you did 70 push ups, So this is kind of like how much you should be able to bench press for your body weight and this like that. So, which was really cool just to be able to determine or just to see that information. Um, and so I was just talking to the guy who was doing the assessment. I was like, well, what's your major? Like, what are you going to school for? And he was like, well, I'm doing a kinesiology major. You know, I'm, obviously this is um, stuff I'll be doing, but my plan is to go to physical therapy school. You know, mm -hmm. so once I leave here, I will go to that. I said, like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me take... Let me take a class in the kinesiology. Let me see what I see what I think about it. So I took an anatomy, the anatomy one class, anatomy physiology, and I actually loved it. Like I did really great in it. I had a really good grades, and apparently, anatomy was like a very tough uh, class at Georgia Southern. Like anatomy one and anatomy two was. They called it like the weed out classes. They're like if you truly wanted to be in this program, then you would do good and get through this. If not, you just kind of bombed out and decided this wasn't for you. Um, but I actually excelled in it. Like I thought it was great. I just kind of ate it up. I said, all right, well, maybe this is a track for me. So I enrolled, changed my major um, like a year and a half in at Georgia Southern and just, you know, flipped the switch. So then I was doing all the, you know, prerequisites. So I was doing all the math classes that I needed to do, then all the anatomy, physiology, the chemistries, all that stuff. Um, and like biomechanics, biophys, I just got really into that. And obviously at the time I'm, you know, working out, you know, being 
really diligent about my own fitness. And so I was like, you know what? I want to be a trainer. Like I want to train other people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I can relate to other people. I can help them out. And so the uh, wellness director at school at the student center, like, I got in touch with her and, you know, she was on board. So she's like, all right, well, if you pass your tests, then we'll reimburse you. We'll pay you back. And then we'll have you as a trainer here on staff. It will help you build clientele. You know, we'll get you like shadowing some other trainers first, get your feet wet, give you one when we think you're ready, this and that. And so I think my, not sophomore year. Well, yeah, I think it was my sophomore year. Um, got the ACE certification. So I drove to Atlanta. Um and this was before cell phones had GPS. So I had my MapQuest map. Your directions printed out. MapQuest. You know, and I got it in my passenger seat and I'm just. Turn by turn directions. Oh my on the gosh. MapQuest. I was so anxious. Just trying to get through like downtown Atlanta to get to this, to this test on time. For, <laughs> for, for, for a test that is probably 100% online now. Yeah, totally online now. And so yeah. it was at Georgia State, which is, you know, straight downtown it's like right beside georgia tech and so getting there was a bit nerve-wracking um and i got there like maybe five minutes before like the test was supposed to start so i was like running into the building kind of freaking out um but took the test uh they mailed results passed the test so then kind of started my journey into personal training and then as i got further into my major um i became interested in the whole like student athletics, you know, strength and conditioning. And I was like, man, I, I really want to explore that alley. And so my boss at the time at the rec center, she was good friends with the strength coach for the football team. And so she got in touch with him for me. And then I started going over there, volunteering about two to three days a week with the football team. And I would spend about two, three hours over there at a time. Um, and so that was really cool. And then by spending more time over there, it got to the point where, all right, well, next semester, how do you feel about us bringing you on as like a student assistant? Like, you know, you've obviously shown that, you know, you're really dil- diligent about being here. You're committed. You know, you seem to know or have a good grasp of what's going on here. You know, we can kind of help teach you a little more and we can slowly kind of give you more responsibilities. And so they brought me on as a student assistant. And at that time, I was working more with, like, the Olympic sports. So, obviously, like, you know, the the big guys had the football team. So, I had, like, the baseball team, the uh, softball team, soccer, uh, volleyball. And um, I would work with the the Olympic strength con- conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. And so, I would assist him. Okay. And so, I was there basically, like, every day. Like, I was there, like, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, put, putting in your, you know. Yeah, put in hours, you know. And then in the evenings, I was going to the gym and personal training. Right. So, I was doing both. Um, and that's you know, in, in this industry and everything, that's how it's been for really still is. It's, I mean, if you want to get your foot in the door and you want to do, and it's like that with a lot of things, you got to get right. in, you got to get the hours, you got to, yeah. nothing, nothing really replaces that. I seeing people doing work, like you have to, you got to see it and you got to see it and you got to see it and you got to learn, 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 learn. And yeah, it's just nothing, absolutely. nothing replaces repetition. Right. I mean, and I could even say that, you know, everything that I learned through like kinesiology would be more um, kind of like basic science stuff, like the real, you know, hands-on stuff I learned was like in the weight room with the athletes, just going through progressions with them, teaching them how to do the lifts, how to do the movements, because a lot of, a lot of that was my first exposure to like the Olympic lifts. So again, I was kind of learning those as well. Obviously, like we did those at high school, but pretty sure we all did those pretty bad in high school. <laughs> Didn't do them right. Didn't like really have, have a high level coach teaching us that. I think it was like our math teacher was our weightlifting coach in high school. Um, so that was like my first exposure. He was good at counting the reps. But 
this was just, this was like super high level. I mean, we had the nicest equipment. It was a beautiful facility. Learning from like very well educated, you know, strength and conditioning coaches. And I got to go through a good mix. So we had a couple different head coaches come in for the football team while I was there. And each one would bring in their own head strength coach. So I did get some exposure to some different like programs, which was really cool to see how different coaches would kind of go about like all season training for the football team, in season training for the football team. So I really got to see that my last year at Georgia Southern. So the last year I actually got to work with the football team more hands on. And that was awesome. Granted, the hours were terrible. pretty terrible. You know, those were like, get there at 5 a.m., you leave at like 8 p.m. Those were long days. But very rewarding experience-wise, like cutting your teeth, you know, putting the work in. You're the lowest person on the totem pole, and you got the, you know, they all did it. So it's like, it's not like we're just picking on you. Like, we've all been through this. And so you just kind of build up, put the time in. Um, and then when I, it was a decision to go to graduate school, so I was hoping to get on there as a grad assistant, but they already had a girl from the track team there, and she had already taken the position. And when I was at Georgia Southern, we were st- still Division One AA. So we were a small school. Mm-hmm. So not like a big Division One program that had like multiple strength coaches. Like they had two full-time, they had a part-time, and then you had your grad, grad assistant. And so there wasn't enough room for me. So I was going to teach, I think I was going to teach like weightlifting uh, as a grad assistant, and then I was just going to go to school to pursue my master's. Um, but then my wellness director for the rec center, she had this uh, job description down here in Jacksonville. It was for, it was called S3 at the time, and it was partnered with the YMCA. And it was supposed to be like partnered through the JAGS as well. So it was like student, or yeah, it was like student athletic development for ages like 10 to like 18. I was like, all right, well, I'll go check it out. So I drove down here, checked out the facility. Facility was actually super nice. So again, like, High end, like Alico bars, bumper plates, power lift benches, power lift dumbbells. They had a, like a Mondo track surface. They had turf, had sand pits in the back, huge soccer field, sleds, all that. I mean, you name it, they pretty much had it. Like, they, they just spared no expense. So, all right, this is pretty cool. Um, like, what's the outlook of this? And he said, well, so this will be the first facility. And then depending on how this goes, we have uh, direction to open two more. So we're going to open one at the Nocatee location when we build that Y there. And granted, funny thing is like that Y has just now been built in the past year. You know, and 15, I, 15 years yeah, later. 15 years later, that thing was built. We've hit phase two. <laughs> when it was supposed to have been built like two Months two later. years after. So the one at Barco was supposed to be added a year later. The Nocatee was two years later. Um, I think I was there six months when that's when the housing bubble burst. You know, everything went down to the shitter. Everybody's disposable income was gone. So obviously our numbers just dropped dramatically. I mean, and plus, I don't think they put so much thought into like, okay, yes, we're working with high school, middle school students, but what happens when they're in school? Right. Like summers, we were hopping. I mean, there was just, we had so many kids in there. It was insane. But during the school year, these kids were playing sports. They're in practice. The only kids that we were really getting during the school season was ones that maybe they didn't make the basketball team. Maybe they didn't make the baseball team. So they're in there working with us. Hopefully it's the next year, you know, they can make the varsity team or whatnot. So the numbers just weren't there. So they ended up closing that down, which moved us out to the lo- the basically the Y branches. They're like, all right, we're just going to take this program to the branches. We're not going to have the facility anymore. We just can't afford the overhead cost. So I was sent out to... Arco Newton and Dye Clay, which is out in like Orange Park. And so I lived out there for like a year. 
did small group stuff. Um, I didn't have the numbers that they truly wanted. Just wasn't, you know, bringing them in. Uh, so I started doing a little bit more like personal training, kind of boot camp stuff on the side just to kind of fill my hours. And then they moved me to the Brooks location where I was, you know, many, many, many years. Um, and I was doing the one-on-one PT. I was doing the boot camp. But again, I was kind of like looking for a little something extra. Like I missed doing the Olympic weightlifting. I missed like the high intensity stuff. And we just didn't have the resources at the Y to do that. There was nowhere to do like Olympic lifts. There was no like grassy area to go out and do like sled pulls and pushes. And So what ended up happening to that old facility? So it's still there actually. Actually the turf and the track is still in there. It's a, basically a daycare now. <laughs> so all the equipment basically got divided up between all the branches. Okay. Well, so I think two sets of the Olympic uh, weightlifting stuff got sold, and then one set actually was sent downtown. So the downtown Y actually still has one Alico set, although pieces have kind of like disappeared. disappeared. Um, off. They haven't really taken great care <clears throat> of the stuff either. Like I think the 45 Alico bar has like a hole on the end of it. It's normal. Like, like I don't understand how you do that to a thousand dollar barbell, um, but they have so they have the forty five bar, they have the thirty five bar, and a full set of bumpers, like full eco bumpers, and it's like they truly don't know like what they have. <laughs> it's just which a, is which is kind of sad. It's like it's not really being taken care of in, as it sits in as the as corner and no one uses it. Yeah, truly, they're like, well, I don't, well, I don't want to use those big plates. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Okay, I actually tried to buy one of the sets from them back in the day, back when. Like Brooks didn't have any equipment for Olympic weightlifting, and they had this clause where you couldn't sell equipment to employees for some reason. It's like a liability thing. I was like, all right, well, how about I have someone buy it for me? Yeah. You know? How about I just, some money shows up and these things aren't here anymore? Exactly. But that that was a no go. And so I was missing, obviously, the Olympic weightlifting, which was like a big passion for me at the time. And so I was trying to find a place to do that. And that's kind of where CrossFit stepped in. Okay. Because I knew that, you know, CrossFit did Olympic lifts. What, what, at, about what year was this? So this was 2011, I want to say. Okay. Maybe 2012. Okay. And so I was looking for that outlet. Obviously, like, having never done CrossFit, <laughs> I had heard all the, the bad things about CrossFit. And obviously, like, coming from a strength and conditioning background, I had the whole stigma of, like, oh, they're doing high rep Olympic lifts. And, you this, know, this can't they're be done. using bad form, and it's just a shit show. Um, but this is, like, my only avenue, so I'm just going to go go check, check it out. Go, check go it see out. what happens. Okay. And so I went to Total Control. Okay. That's where, actually, you were coaching. It was a bring a friend day. Wait, wait. I was your first introduction to CrossFit? No, like you weren't coaching. Oh, I wasn't actively coaching. No, okay, it was. Good. It's all right. Gosh, I can't it remember wasn't who me. it was. It doesn't matter. No, it wasn't you. I remember the workout though. So the workout was a 400 meter run. It was toes to bar and box jumps. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Saturday. <laughs> I was like, oh uh, man, I I can, this is easy. I can I wonder, do this. I wonder who wrote that workout. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. And so I think I got like a round and a half in and I was like trying to do like, I was trying to get my like toes to the bar. <laughs> that wasn't happening. I was blown up. My grip was blown up. 
I was doing step ups on the box because I couldn't jump anymore. I got this. My whole life immediately ended. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I got destroyed. Like this, I felt like humili- humil- hum- humiliated, but like I loved it though. Right. Like it was awesome. Like that's kind of what I had been missing. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, let me come back to a normal workout and see what that's like. And then I came back to a normal workout and it had, I want to say it was like overhead squats and double unders. And at that point, I was like, bam, all right, I'm sold. That's that's my jam. I love these things. Granted, obviously, I didn't have double unders, like, just coming in off the street. But the overhead squats, obviously, I could do. I was right. like, all right, this is really cool. So it was like a, I think it was like a 400-meter run. It was like 10 or 12 overhead squats and then whatever double unders. And, I mean, it was a blast. Like, I enjoyed it so much. I was like, all right, do you guys have, like, an Olympic weightlifting program? Is that, yeah, we have days where we do Olympic weightlifting. Is that, all right, again, sold. And that started me into the whole like CrossFit realm. Um, and I think I was there for like a year and I would kind of go intermittently. So I'd go for like six months or so. I'd take like a few months off, go six months or so. Yeah. Cause I can remember back when you first started, you know, Kent would show up and he, you know, he was this lanky kid, all his tattoos down his arms and he'd kind of show up and he'd, weren't you, you were like a four o'clock, you were early. You were like probably getting off work and coming in. Yeah. Early. So I was leaving the Y at like two. And yeah. then I was always there probably like, a little early. Yeah, you were like 45 minutes early kind of guy. Yeah. So, you know, kind of remember who it was. And I remember he had these like powder blue, like baby blue, like Ollie shoes that he always oh, had. Oh, man. Like suede. I don't know if he ran my, in them. My I, blue suede shoes, man. He had this, I miss those. I think he had this purple like two-door like car. No, it was a Civic. Had a two-door Civic. Civic. Two-door Civic. I think it was purple. <laughs> it was silver. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dark purple. And he'd pull up in this thing and back in and get out his baby blue shoes and he'd go sit in the corner and wait. And I did. Man, I, I wish I had those shoes. Those were classics. Those were classic so, weightlifting shoes. It's, fun, it's funny what you remember because I mean, sitting here, this is this was easily, what, 10 years ago? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. So. Solid wood heel. And, and I, th- I think, yeah, oh yeah. And I think we could remember talking even like amongst, you know, the coaches and stuff, like when Kent would show up, we would like look around, oh, oh, we must be doing, we must be lifting today. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing some type of Olympic lift today. <laughs> We must, be sna- we must be snatching today. Ken's here. <laughs> and he would. He'd bounce in. He'd be in for a few months, and then he'd, you wouldn't see him for a week or you know a month or two, and then he'd be back and kind of yeah. did that for a while. And honestly, most of that was just more like financial because, I mean, for me at the time, like that had, was a bit a, of – it was a bit of an expense. You had a gym, and you had – Yeah, and I had a gym I could work out for free, and so I had to like justify it, and so I just couldn't keep it rolling, you know, like year to year. But as soon as I – could could get to that point again, like I was back in, um, and I think I was I was there maybe two or three years, kind of off and on at the beach location, and then I transitioned to the west location because obviously it was closer to work. I didn't have to fight traffic; it was just more convenient for me. And I think this was this was about right when me and Laura were married as well. Um, I was going there because I think that's when Laura's his wife. Laura's my wife. I think that's when I think Dawn came into the store and she had mentioned to Laura that you had just opened your gym because I knew that you had kind of bounced around a little bit. You were at Black High for a little bit and then you were opening your own space. Um, and so I told Laura that, well, hey, next time you see them, let them know that like I'm taking my level one just because I want to get it. Um, if they need like help coaching, obviously I'll do it for free. You know, maybe just let me work out there. And I think she saw her again, and she's like, "Well, we're 
pretty good right now. We're kind of starting out. Numbers aren't really there. We don't have the need for that. And so I was like, all right, well, let's keep working out at Total Control West. And I think I was there for maybe five or six months when it was fine. Like, all right, we could probably use some help. Yeah. I, to be honest, I don't remember exactly how, how the timeline yeah. really went down. I know, you know, we look back on it, you know, Don and I were to look back on it and you were basically here when we started. Right. You know, like that's how, like if I told the story, right, you were here, you might as well have been here, you know, putting paint on the walls. Yeah. Like, well, I was here to tear down the wall. I was you were here, here to, te- you te- put a paint on some walls, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, I, you guys were both, I think at our grand opening party. I'm 99% sure. Yeah. We were here. You yeah. We came here for that. Yep. Um, we did a great Which job. what year was that? That was 2015, I believe. Okay. Um, God, it seems like yesterday. And yeah, and from there it was kind of, you know, things happen, I guess, faster in the rear view than they do when they're going forward. For sure. So looking yep. back, it was the, you know you guys were always here. It was it was just that way. And then we went right. we progressed from Hayes here and he's in class, and then. He was, you were working out and then we kind of transitioned you into a little bit of a coaching role, like from that. And you were doing some classes here and there. I think, honestly, I think I remember the first time, I think, I think correct me if I'm wrong, we could tell the story totally wrong. Um, I think this first class, one of the very first classes I had Kent coach by himself, I think I left. I don't even think I was like, Hey man, you're, you're shutting down. Well, it was the, uh, it was like the men's challenge or something. No, 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 no. This was was just like a random day. (laughs) Was this, it? Yeah, this is a random day because it was like, we'll call it a Tuesday. Um, and I think it was the last class. I might have been here. I might have still been here. I, I can't remember. At that, this point in time, if you're not familiar, I coach literally every single every single class, everything. If you were here, I was coaching, mm-hmm. period. If you're here now, you're like, no, yeah, this guy doesn't coach classes. Yeah. <laughs> that, does, that doesn't even make <laughs> sense. Um, but back in the day, you know, you know, had to, had to get, get down with it. Justin did use to coach guys. I did use to coach. Now you got to work hard to find it. The... Um, but anyway, he was coaching. The workout that day was Fran. I don't even think we were doing much else. It might have been some squats, and then we did Fran. And we had a new guy in class. He came in. He was all excited, signed up. I'm like, oh, on the spot. Yeah, great, awesome. It's Fran. He goes in. I'm like, Ken, be nice to this guy. He's doing Fran. He's never oh. CrossFitted. He's never CrossFitted. Okay, this is coming back to me. <laughs> he's never <laughs> he's never CrossFitted before. It'll be fun. Ken's like, oh, I'll take care of him. It'll be fun. It'll be good. It'll be good. I go, Ken, that class ended. I, at some point, I talked to him. I'm like, how do you have, you know, I could not tell you what this guy's name is. Hey, how did such and such do in the workout? Oh, he did pretty good. I think it, I think he kicked his ass a little bit. Spoiler alert. Never saw this guy again. Never. <laughs> to be fair though, that was probably more Fran than me. <laughs> it was probably, you know, we, that way, you know, we probably try not to put people in doing Fran on their first workout, but we literally, I never, never even heard from that guy again. No, he probably hates CrossFit to this day. Yeah. He's never entered another CrossFit gym, <laughs> poor guy. He's like, yeah, I can't. Doing great. <laughs> Keep up the good work, buddy. <laughs> I line him up, you knock him down. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, that was um, that was there. And then, you know, kind of from our standpoint, you know, we've, we progressed from there to, you know, we, you know, ultimately gave him a lot more responsibility and trust and everything else. And, you know, he's he, 100% a fabric of what we do here. Um, couldn't do it without him. Gave me the keys on your honeymoon. That was a that was a good week. Yeah, <laughs> Is that the first time we gave you keys to the gym. Yeah, 
Like, we're like, I don't think, we have to go on a honeymoon. Figure it out. I don't think I heard from you all week, but Dawn, like, every single day. <laughs> like, she either called or texted me every day. How's it going? Is everything okay? Do you need anything? It's like, yes, everything's fine. We're yeah. good. Which, which, if you're not familiar, <laughs> that's me having Dawn called to text. Is it? Is so, it? So that I'm not the one <laughs> breathing down the neck. Right. Like, I don't want to seem like I'm concerned. So, can you call, text, text, call, call? <laughs> yeah. So, that, that was an interesting week for sure. Yeah. People were just trying to get away with stuff. They're like, hey, uh, do you care if I like do bench press instead of the workout today? I'm like, no. Like, what? <laughs> what is this? Hey, I know. I know. I know. We're doing this in the gym today, but can I pull my car inside here and wash yeah, it? It's like, <laughs> what? You people. <laughs> you people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know when the cat's away, the mice will play. That's right, kind of thing. And that was the first time. That was the first time we had been away for at all. Period. I don't even think we'd hardly taken a night off. Yeah. And it was like, hey, we're gone for a week. Yeah, people were freaked out. Figure it out. Truly, truly freaked out. People you guys are not here. People show up on Monday like, who are, who, who right. are these people? The place looks the same, but it's different. Well, the, especially in the morning because I was always in the evenings. Yeah. And so that was like my first really time dealing with any of the morning people. Oh, to this day, we could have Kent coach at 5 and 6 a.m. People wouldn't know who he is. Well, that's true. I mean, I wouldn't know who they are either. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> pictures of people. I'm like, I don't know who that is because <laughs> they, don't, they don't come on Saturdays either. Yeah. To, the, to this day, they'd have no idea. But... You know, kind of getting back to, you know, your journey. And then, you know, you've progressed from there. You started off, what, CrossFit Level 1? CrossFit Level 1. You've gotten your Level mm-hmm. 2 now. Level 2. Right, so it's moving along in that. He's, you know, maybe one day a CrossFit Level 3. It gets, gets crazy. Uh, I mean, I've thought about it. I feel like with it just being like a test of like anatomy, physiology, all that stuff, it's like, well, kind of went to school for four years for that. Have a kinesiology degree. Do I really want a CrossFit Level 3? So I don't, I don't know if I'll scratch that itch. I mean, I may yeah. just maintain the level two. It would be nice if there was some way you could just kind of jump into the four, which I guess is very like clinical and you get the test and all that stuff. Yeah, but I guess I think the the idea is that to have the knowledge base for the four, you need to do the three. Right, and I and I get that, but just having to like go back and study all that stuff again. Study. It's like it was like just you know you you memorize it, then you dump it for the next test. Very true. Very true. And then. Yeah. So we've gotten to basically present day. Um, you know, and I get, I get where Ken's at too. You know, the level three, it's, it's, if you're not familiar, it's basically real short capture here. It's a full-time study. Basically anything that's ever been said about fitness or exercise or CrossFit right. or nutrition, you need to know and be prepared to be tested on. So it's a really in-depth test then, but you know, he's got a new baby. Um, how old your baby? Six months, six months, six old. months I and can, five days. I can speak from experience that that, uh, starts to, you know, make things a little tougher as far as getting your nose in a book. Right. It It's a struggle there. So the free time isn't always there. I figure right now it's as easy as it's going to get. Yeah. It's only going to get harder. Yeah. It's easier just to Once go show. Once becomes mobile. It's easier to show up for a weekend and, and get it done versus having right. to study for six months for, you know, in and out. It's, for sure. It's yeah. Um, cool. I think I think we've about covered who, how Kent got here, who he is, and all those good things. Uh, what do you think? I think so. Pretty good. Obviously, if people want more in-depth information, they can just talk to me. They, but then I still may not give it to you. Still may not give it to you. Trick to get more information out of Kent, guys, buy him a beer of his choice. Probably not your choice. Yeah. would be Definitely not your choice. Would be the safer call. <laughs> um, Kent, as of right now, what is your number one favorite beer at the moment? Well, I would say local. Probably Karate in the Garage. Going to Karate in the Garage if, from if where? If you don't know where Karate in the Garage is, it's at Southern Swells. It's right off of uh, Beach, 
Beach and Penman. If you don't know, you better ask If somebody. you haven't been there, talk to someone in the happy hour group. They can steer you in the right direction. If you're not familiar with the happy hour group, get around, meet the members. Get, give them a shout out there. Get, get around, meet some peoples. Um, other than that, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. This was yeah, not our shortest, not our maybe not our longest, but uh, we got in-depth there. We got Kent to open up a little bit about his background and where he's from, and hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If so, drop us a comment down below, and we will see you guys next week for 005. We, we're going to do our best to make it to a fifth episode of this podcast. We're going to tell you how not, how not to be smelly in the gym. How, that, yeah, that... Spoiler alert. Nobody, nobody's listening. <laughs> What's the chance anybody's still listening to this podcast at this point? Maybe a couple. We're going to find couple. out. All right. If you episode, episode five is coming in hot, so they should definitely listen to that one. If you're one. still listening to the podcast at this point, go ahead in the comments, wherever you listen or comment, and tell us what the spoiler alert uh, number one hygiene-related issue is. It's probably going to be... I don't know. Take a guess. Take a guess and what you tell us what the number one, what your number one thought of hygiene related issue would be. Put it in the comments if you're still listening. And yeah, I'd be interested to see what people think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe your wife's still listening. No, I don't (laughs) think she's listening. She's not listening. All right. Other than that, guys, we'll catch you next week. Uh, Have a great day.